What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 123 of the Rocket Punchcast. Um, I'm your usual host, Cameron, here. I am joined, uh, a little shift in schedule just because of holidays and everything. Um, Chris has um, pulled a little bit away from work to join us this evening. Chris, what's going on, man? Hello, Poppy. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, I didn't know we were taking that turn. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, let's... You're supposed to go parlay. I, 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 I didn't know we were doing the Pirates of the Caribbean theme here. Oh, man, um, you didn't get the memo? I Jeez, did not get that on, memo man. beforehand. That's, that's been out for weeks. <laughs> uh, complete transparency for everybody who's listening in. It is currently 10 o'clock. Ah, don't, 10, don't, don't spoil it, man. Don't. What are you doing? We're, 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 you're dashing the magic, man. The magic. But sometimes you have to... To make things more interesting, you pull the curtain back. You let them see how this oh, stuff is made. Oh, my goodness. We are, we are um, too good to you people, I swear. <laughs> it's it's 10, 11 p.m. on Monday the 26th. This is going live tomorrow. Um, we're recording this episode because of rampant illness throughout it's, basically everyone we know. It is. It is hitting me hard personally. <laughs> I can attest to that. So both of our wives were sick. You're starting to get sick. I, I don't know if I'm starting to or finishing it. I, I'm definitely not going to get it as bad as Trish got it. But uh, mm. yeah, I, I'm not I'm not happy to be on the train at all, <laughs> to be honest. Um, Will was sick. Yep. yep. Um, he lost his voice for a good In little bit. In addition to working 8 million hours because he does retail. And it was the, the worst Black times time, yeah. of, of all the retail. And so, um, but it's been, you know, especially with the holidays and... Us going to DreamHack, which we are going to talk about here for a little bit. Um, we've been going back and forth and haven't had a consistent episode. So we figured, you know, while we still, I know Sunday stream, we didn't stream the podcast. We actually just played a bunch of games, which is still fun. We had a blast. Oh, yeah. Um, but we still wanted to at least try and get a little bit of something here for you guys. So uh, this is going to not be the normal structure of the show. Um, so all your stuff about, you know, our table talk and some of the new stuff that have normally gone on over the last, like, two weeks. Um, I looked at it and said, no, nah, maybe it's not the time to talk about all that. It's already been passed. Little T, little W, two weeks. There you go, yeah. A little, little bit. But um, we still got um, our topics of the show we're going to talk to you guys about here and jump into um, but we're, it's going to be a little bit smaller, a little bit shorter episode, but that's still okay because we're going to still bring you that rocket punch. Yeah, but I'm on the episode, so it's that's in, true. It's already twenty percent cooler <laughs> based on the fact that I'm here. That is a hundred percent true. <laughs> it has been a minute since we've had you on a on a um, recording here since uh, Will's out. Um, so let's let's jump right into the hullabaloo before we all fall down with the sickness here. <laughs> um, guys, if you did not know, this is the Rocket Punchcast, where groups of friends from all around come to this table to talk about video games into microphones. You can listen to us every Tuesday on your podcast service of choice. We are on all the big three, Apple, Google, and Spotify, and other RSS feeds as well, so definitely go out and search for us. Um, you can also listen to us live normally as we record the show each and every Sunday around 8 p.m. Central Standard Time over on twitch.tv slash rocketpunchlive. Um, you get over there, check out not only our podcast, but also all the streams we do and more. Um, remember, guys, if you want to find out more about Rocket Punch and what we do, head over to rocketpunchgo.com. That is your one-stop shop for all things Rocket Punch. Our podcast, videos, streams, and more are going to be right there at your fingertips. And remember as well, guys, if you want to help support the show in any way, you can definitely swing over to patreon.com slash rocketpunch and help the show out for as little as a dollar a month. You can help us keep the mics rolling, keep the lights on here in the studio. 
Um, we all, as we always do each week, we definitely want to give special shout outs to our um, Patreon supporters helping us out at our highest tiers. Um, give a weekly shout out to these people here. Chuck O'Brien, Jossie Moore, Sam Sugg, Jeremy Moses, and Tyler Hughes. Thank you guys so much for your contributions here as well as everyone else who is supporting us over on Patreon there. Um, guys, if you um, are watching via video um, as we stream it live each and every Sunday, you want to help us out. You can also donate, throw your Twitch Prime sub to us. Uh, we would greatly appreciate that. And a big, big one as well. If you are listening via audio, please, please, please uh, get in the holiday spirit. Take a few minutes of your day to rate and review us on that audio service of choice. That really helps our, our discoverability as well. And of course, guys, if you want to help um, and join in on our growing community here at Rocket Punch, make sure you head over to our Discord channel. Um, for everybody listening, you are going to find that in the show notes at the bottom of this episode. Uh, other than that, before we jump into our topics of the show here, um, quick update on our upcoming events, uh, just because we never get a chance to um, show those out on Sunday here. If you're listening to this live as we go um, roll in, we are going to be streaming this upcoming Tuesday. I have no idea what I'm going to stream. I, it's probably going to be either Assassin's Creed or Red Dead. Um, Chris, any any help? You want to throw any advice on which one to stream? Uh, I I I don't know. You, you put me know. on a spot. <laughs> How dare I did, you? I did. Oh, wait, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. I'll, we'll let figure me, it let out. Let me think about it throughout the show. We'll, okay. we'll see how it goes. Um, but we are going to be streaming this Tuesday as well. And uh, Will, I think he's um, starting to get better as well. Hopefully he'll be better by Thursday. He will be doing a stream on that day as well. Um, I don't, we haven't picked the games yet just because of, you know, it's Thanksgiving weekend, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. We're rolling off of that. So uh, probably some new games that we picked up. We're like, I don't know what I want to play. I think <laughs> he, didn't he say he maybe the Let's Go Pikachu? He did get that. Mm-hmm. He said he might stream that. So you guys might be seeing some Let's Go Pikachu this upcoming Thursday. So don't miss that on that. Remember, guys, twitch.tv slash Rocket Punch Live is where you want to go to find all that awesome stuff there. But I digress. Let's jump into our topics of the show here. We've got two for you guys this evening here. Um, we'll try. Um, definitely going to talk about them as in depth as we can. But um, because we'll probably get tired here eventually, we may not be too long in the tooth on these conversations but number one we definitely wanted to talk about since chris is here is dreamhack we went to dreamhack we did do that um a little a couple by the time this goes out probably a week and a half ago uh yeah but mm-hmm. a week and a half ago mm-hmm. um for people who don't know dreamhack is a kind of gaming convention uh, i would probably say it's more pc centric yeah, yeah, uh, I would say pretty hardcore in yeah. the PC, but there were a few people in the BYOC area that brought Xboxes, which was very strange. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, I'll be honest. I was like, well, I mean, it's a lot less to carry, so they got that going for you. Hey, hey look, the convention already got their money, so they can do whatever they yeah, want. Yeah, right. Um, um, but we had uh, definitely wanted to take a little bit of time to kind of talk about DreamHack and our impressions, because it was our first DreamHack. Yes. Um, for... To, to give the full story, I didn't even know about DreamHack. Uh, Chris, you brought it. I did. To our attention. I did. I thought it was literal hacking. I know there's like a few like random hacking events across the country where people will like, 
I, I don't even know. Google will just like put out something and be like, hey, try and hack into this. And people do that. And I just associated with something like that. And I was like, well, <laughs> I, I wish I was smart enough to know how to do that. But I don't. So I'll just let you guys have your fun. And I'm not really going to worry about it. Then uh, my buddy Jerry, who was supposed to attend with us and was unable to, uh, told me it actually had something to do with video games. And obviously, I'm significantly more interested in that. Uh, I also saw a video on Linus Tech Tips about, uh, cause DreamHack is, it goes on all over the world. Uh, it actually originated out in like, I think it was Sweden or somewhere in Sweden. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, they actually showed the setup over there of how they were able to get, you know, pipe in 10 gigabit ethernet into these, was it 10 uh, gigabit? yeah. And then they did, they yeah, piped it, was, it from it there and started shooting out the, you know, the, the regular gigabit lines and how it had, uh, two backups which was really cool and so it had done three different everything it had on there it was so crazy one went down the other ones were all set up and ready to go it yep. was really cool it, it was, was really a, cool. it was a good video so uh after that i was like oh yeah i'm i'm doing this and jerry was like oh they got one in texas next year and i was like yeah next year is fine what do we got what do we got sooner than next year come to find out we got one three and a half hours away i was like sold we done. are in and um luckily we were able to jump in there and attend um what did you think I had a blast. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, really, really enjoyed the entire situation that they had going on there. You know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, not a big esports guy. Uh, what little light I did watch from uh, Huntsville High School had a team there. They were competing in uh, Counter Strike. That was cool. I enjoyed watching that. Uh, well, let's since you bring that up, let's go ahead and talk about that real quick. Holy crap, man! <laughs> slaughtered. It was slaughtered. If I'm remembering the score correctly, it was 16 to two. Huntsville High. They played against a school from Florida, mm -hmm. and it was it was domination. It <laughs> was it was uh, absolutely crazy. What's craziest about it is. Uh, not only were all the players on the Huntsville team, like, fantastic. You know, I mean, everybody was playing top tier. You know, you had uh, Lightning was one of the guys on, yeah. on their team. He was playing real well. He was a standout name. Uh, but then there was this kid, Bear. And, man, Bear. Oh, so, so you've got a whole team of Lightnings, and they were all playing really well. And then you had Bear, who was just far and away the best player that they had on the team and that kid was carrying them whenever they couldn't handle it on their own for whatever reason so the whole the other team would like uh gang up on bear and it was like good job you knocked out the one amazing player there's still five other fantastic player four other fantastic players on the team but you know good for you i guess you got bear down yeah you, you know, it was really like even some of the, the battles over even the um the commentators that were like spectating the game, they were like, man, this bear guy, he's pretty, okay, he's all right. He's pretty good. That was like, crazy. I got the impression them going in, they were like, you know, we expect to see some pretty standard fare. They're going to make mistakes. They're high school kids, whatever. And then at the end, they're like, man, this bear guy is really good. <laughs> like, Someone needs to look at him. He's doing all right. Um, but no, it was a great, it was a quick little, I would probably say exhibition match. Um, 16 to two, for people who don't know in Counter-Strike, um, and I learned this here, um, competitively, the match they played, it's um, 30 rounds. And if you win 16 rounds, that's it. Right. It's done. And so it was 16 to 2. To give you an idea of how completely lopsided that was. Um, but I definitely want to give a shout out to the Huntsville High School esports team. Um, they did a great job. 
Um, didn't expect them. They got a trophy. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're proud sponsors. We of were. The, of the Huntsville High School esports Look, we, team. We knew there was an issue because um, we did help sponsor them. We um, They got these cool little jerseys. They were fully geared up in jerseys in the, the floor. Yeah. <laughs> they show up. Yeah, okay, so so they get on stage. Everybody walks out at basically the same time, right? the The entire Huntsville High team is decked out in matching jerseys, right? And it, they look intimidating. They look as intimidating as any Overwatch League team. Yeah. You know, what I mean, they come out. They're looking professional. Other guys come in like total normal gamer slacker wear, right? And it's like. Okay, this is either going to go one of two ways. You know what I mean? Either you're going to completely trounce them, which I sure hope you are. Otherwise, you are going to be regretting your jersey choice the rest of the trip, you know? So I am so glad that they were able to uh, own up to the fact that they look so pro. That, that you know, made me a lot happier for them. I was, I was concerned for a minute. I was like, man, if this is a, even a tight game, you guys came in with jerseys, yo. <laughs> No, it, it was really cool. Um, really good to see them. Really cool to see Huntsville represented in such a large, especially DreamHack is very esports focused. Mm-hmm. To see something represented like that was really really cool. Um, they had a lot of sponsors there talking about the uh, high school esports alliance or league esports a- league HSEL yeah HL, um, which was really really cool. Um, what else did we see? Um, a lot of indie devs. Oh my goodness. Everywhere. Indie devs, as far as the eye could see, it was way different than I expected, I guess. I expected a lot more, uh, like, HyperX, NVIDIA, Razer, you know, like, uh, major corporations trying to hawk their goods, I guess, more or less. Uh, Especially, you know, with all the esports going on, I expected, you know, scuff controllers to be there, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just expected all these, like, you know, big name brands, like, trying to be out there being like, you know, the, the winners of that match were running Razor Naga mice and they were running this and the you know cooler master hyper 212 cases and blobbity blue uh but there was and there was some of that but this was more paxy than i expected you know the, there was a lot of indie devs showing off you yeah. know games that were in development games that had just released mobile games console games pc stuff complicated first person shooter stuff all the way down to your simplistic indie puzzle games uh, and we got to try all kinds of them. It looks like you got like a whole deck yeah, of I, cards like, here. I, I pulled out all the cards we <laughs> we, we got from everyone. Um, and I'm going to go through a couple of the indie games that we played. Um, we'll give our quick little impressions here. Um, one game I know, Chris, you played um, from Ape Tribe Games, uh, Disjunction. Uh-huh. Uh, that was, as the card listed, a cyberpunk stealth action RPG. It looked pretty cool. It was uh, pretty any, cool. Any thoughts you had on that real quick? Uh, I mean, it's got uh, some rough edges on it. It's like an 8-bit style game. I guess it was more between 8 and 16-bit kind of thing. Uh, the art style was cool. There's a lot of dialogue, so if you like reading a lot of dialogue, you'll totally be into it, but none of it's voice acted, so for me, at least in that setting, it wasn't good because I wasn't going to sit there and spend the time to read it and know what was really yeah. going on with the plot. Uh, a few other little things, you know, some pointers I had noted out to them of, like, highlighting doors and objects to make them a little bit more visible because things kind of blended in with the scenery. Simple stuff, you know, real, real easy, basic stuff. Had a lot of fun with it, though. Hard. Really hard. <laughs> it looks challenging. Um, Eventually, you had to ditch the whole trying to espionage the situation. Just be like, how many bullets do I have? <laughs> <laughs> and I know that I talked to the developers. I was actually, I was impressed with the game based on the fact that that was a build that was 18 months old 
Mm. Like they, from where they started, it's 18 months into the game. They're looking to, I think, if I remember right, release the game on Steam and Early Access sometime next year in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so from what I saw from 18 months, that was I was pretty impressed for my, I think, think three guys, two or three guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know how much of it they have done, but in terms of mechanics, they're ready for Early Access. I mean, okay. what I played was running just fine. Okay. You know, so when you can when you consider games like uh, Astroneer and what state it was in at early access and how close it is now to full release it's coming out in February, it, but so all sad. the changes between that, like you guys are about ready for early access. I think they'll be fine hitting that mark. Um, another game we got to see we haven't had a chance to play just yet. Um, Death Coming from Next Studio, a ten cent family studio. <laughs> We've got those guy here. That was a cool little premise. It's um, looks very. What type of art style? I'm trying to think of the best way to describe that. Almost. I mean, it's it was kind of like Crossy Road if you zoomed out really far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because all the characters were small. Like, uh, what was that? Like uh, the tiny hotel game or whatever that was they it used to tiny have. Hotel? Was it called Tiny Hotel? Where you had the little little people and they would live in like a high rise mm-hmm. and you would have an elevator that would bring them up to the different floors or whatever. It was uh, something like that. What was cool? We talked to the um, I think the um, marketing manager was there, Tony Zhang. Uh, we talked to him real quick about the game. We never got a chance to play it because I think they were closing up for the day. But it uh, basically is this game where you are death. And you're basically in this world and your objective is to find potential accidents. Right. And, like, cause those accidents to kill those people so death can collect their souls. Yeah, he said it was uh, a lot like Final Destination, the game. I was yeah. like, mm, I do love Final <laughs> Destination. It's corny and terrible, and I love it so much. <laughs> you, you, you sold me on that, yeah. Mr. Zhang. Um, but it was really, really cool. Um, we haven't had a chance to play it just yet, so um, maybe potentially we'll get a chance to, once we get our hands on the game, to play it. I think, didn't they say this one was on Steam now? It might in be. In early access? It might be. Um, we'll definitely, um, I think it is. We'll definitely have to check that out there but that was a cool game um ooh. okay here's a game let me group all these together i was gonna say isn't that one of the ones where like we got like three different people's cards like the artist guy and we did marketing person we did we did this one is called um parallel um that, that's what the name of the game what's the name of the studio red ink incorporated that's the name of the game I will definitely say, I want to give props to that gentleman. He was probably the best, and I don't mean this in a negative way, like the best salesman for his game. Yes. Out of the entire show. Yeah, you got to understand, right? A lot of the people are similar to us. We didn't even know what to expect when we went in there, right? And we're looking for merch and stuff like that, and I didn't even know there were going to be indie devs. Now, we went a little bit more in depth because we run a podcast, you know what I mean? So we, we were actually trying to meet people and make connections, see if we could get some uh, keys and stuff to give away on streams, play things in early access on Twitch for you guys, all that kind of stuff. But uh, if you weren't there for that, they were getting passed up like it was going out of style. So this guy was in your face. And again, in not in a bad way, it's just like, hey, listen, man, we got to get the name out. This costs money. The booth yeah. costs money. The trip to Atlanta costs money. All this stuff costs money. So we're going to use it to the absolute fullest. You know what I mean? I, I am a big fan of that. I've always been a big proponent of that. It probably freaks most people out. But for well, me, I'm I, just I, like, yes, 100%. Get your money's worth. Make a name for yourself. You, we remembered them. I was, I, yeah, I was going to say, like, I just based on all the stuff we do here at Rock Punch, and not even just like the 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 facing stuff like our podcast and the streams, but all the back end stuff that we do. We understand all the work that goes into 
building a brand and building a project. Absolutely. And coming in and like, I know me listening to this guy, I didn't even see his game at first or pay attention to it. But he came to us. He was like, Hey guys, we want to show you da da da. And I was like, you've got, as it, as he kept going, I was like, you've got my interest. Like you're, you're hyping up your game pretty hard. And I, I like, I love that. Right. I love your enthusiasm. It's catching on. I definitely want to play it. Um, we never got a chance to play it. We never did. <laughs> we never did. We never did. Um, I another... think we're on some kind of mailing list, though. We are on the mailing list. Mm-hmm. Um, so we definitely want to jump back in there and get a chance with him. But uh, the way they described their game, because it was him, he was, I think, the marketing, one of the programmers, they had the art artist there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was. She gave us her card. Um, I'm actually, I don't know why I'm not, I'm just reading some, I have some of the cards. Uh, Sterling, um, Levine, Levine, I hope I'm saying that last name right. And uh, Derek Mills, uh, those are some of the cards we got there. Uh, the one we, gentleman we talked to, he didn't have a card at the time, right? Um, but we were able to. Uh, he gave us the premise where you go into this world and you have to like basically entice people to like attack you or hit you mm-hmm. or fight. You basically you go around and you like instigate fights, right? With these people in this kind of just town area, you know, open world, whatever, and. Um, you basically have to figure out these ways that will push these people's buttons to fight them. You fight them. If you beat them, I think you kill them and you like take their, you wipe them from existence. Right. And then, so, and that changes the world. Right. There. So if, you know, you kill the butcher, then when the world resets, now there's no butcher. It's like he never existed. Correct. So anything the butcher did is completely done. And you basically jump in through these different parallel worlds. And do these kind of cause, causality, cause effect things. It was a cool premise. Very it interesting. Was. I was like, mm, this is okay, okay. I, I want to try this out. I want to play the game and see. Um, but again, that game was called Parallel there. Um, again, we'll get a chance to try that game out um, as we get closer, you know, as we get more time and definitely get our hands on the game there. Um, next game on my list. From 1047 Games, I'm, I'm curious what, um, we had some thoughts about this after we, we finished did. playing it. Um, this game is called Splitgate. Um, the the hook line for this game, and this may excite people, is Halo meets Portal. Mm-hmm. That was the hook line for the game. And basically, they had this. They probably had one of the biggest booths for an indie dev. Oh yeah, eight seats, and it was just eight eight man deathmatch in this what looked to be like almost a Halo slash Unreal tournament style arena. Mm-hmm. And one of the hooks here is basically it's a first person shooter. But you have portal technology, mm-hmm. just like in the game Portal. Uh, you can throw portals up on these specialized walls and kind of jump in and out of areas of the map very quickly. Right. What did you think of the game? Give your thoughts first. Uh, I mean, so the hook line sounded so cool, right? I wanted to play this game as soon as we walked by, and there was so much interest. There was people on the stations mm-hmm. the whole first day, so we couldn't even get on it. Uh, we finally managed to get on it the second day. We, we After multiple walkthroughs, we finally got to sit down and play it. And it's so crazy because I had such high expectations with all the marketing and stuff out, out, they had out there. And, man, it shattered it in seconds. Really? It, it was so hard. It, it people don't realize like oh I love Halo I love Portal it's like yeah but Portal is a puzzle game 
And I don't know about you guys. Maybe I'm talking to a bunch of, you know, people who finish Portal in an hour or speedrun it on the reg or something. But for me, it takes me time sometimes to figure out where to put the right portals and how to make things work. Now, obviously, there's no puzzle aspect of the game. But at the same time, the whole concept is to throw a portal down one place, walk somewhere else, throw a different portal down and like maybe come up behind people, come up underneath people, make them fall through your portal, all this kind of stuff. So there is an element of strategy and using the portals that I felt was just totally lost. I found myself significantly more frequently just running around. I, I did much better in the game once I started just running around and shooting people just like you would in any other Unreal Tournament deathmatch-style game. Uh, when I was trying to use the portals and get the whole thing working, I, I failed epically. Uh, another thing I really hated is it's like tribes, and it has, it has uh, jetpacks. I hate jetpacks. I like a double jump. I don't like jetpacks at all. So trying to get your floating down, there was a lot of three-dimension verticality in the game where, you, in fact, at some point, you'd actually end up in a lower platform where the only way to get out was to use a portal to get yourself back off of that platform in the middle. I don't it, know. I didn't like it. It was... It wasn't... The game was... You know, these a lot of these games are still in early access. And the game... The big thing for me, and I told you about this, was that... The portal mechanics, there wasn't a, there wasn't, I didn't feel a need to have to use the portal mechanic mm. in the game. It, it, it felt like it, I mean, as if it had just been like an indie version of a first person shooter, I, I like, that's impressive. Like what they had mm -hmm. field wise looked really good to me. Um, you could definitely tell that it was still being worked on a lot of stuff like, um, background music, stuff like that wasn't fully put nope. in. Um, what else was going on? Um, there were a couple of other, not necessarily like, oh, they're important, but like kind of quality of life things um, weren't, they didn't feel like they had been put in as well. But yeah, the, the big one for me was just like, there was no enticement or reason for me to use the portal mechanics and it really didn't seem like it helped you. No. It didn't give you an edge in a battle mm -hmm. in using a portal mechanic. You just you fought like a first person shooter. And so, um, now I think where if the game ever releases and has like a, a single player mode, that would be really cool, especially yeah. using the portal mechanics. You can do some puzzle um, puzzle parts in the game around that. I did not get the impression <clears throat> that that was going to be part of their deal. I, 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 didn't think, I didn't think so either. Um, At least their marketing material and stuff did not seem to lean toward having any sort of single player campaign. Yeah. But... Um, other than that, I thought it was—I thought it was pretty solid, um, pretty pretty straightforward build. But I still think they've got. Oh, uh, the other one, uh, some UI choices oh, yeah. like uh, the health bar. And this is me. This may be for, um, different from other people, but for me, playing the game, I've gotten used to your health at some point being represented up in the top middle part of your screen. Mm -hmm. This was in the bottom right. Mm -hmm. um, other little quick UI senses like that. So I did—I never really got a sense for how much health I had left. If mm -hmm. I needed to stay in a firefight, pull out, um, there was no indicator on screen. You just got, you kept getting the very faint kind of pop, 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 yes. bullet sounds. And then you kind of, Oh, I'm dead. Okay. I'd, sometimes you didn't even know you're getting hit until yep. it was too late. Um, so definitely some tweaks there. I think it's, um, it's decently polished, still a little rough around the edges there, but, um, it was a solid, it was a solid playthrough. I, again, I think the big thing, if you're going to put on the box Halo meets Portal, you've got to find a reason for the Portal part. Yeah. I think they've got the Halo part down. At least they're walking towards that path. But you have to have a reason to make me want to use the Portal mechanics. Right. So. Um, next game. 
It's going to be fun. One. Oh, dear. Um, from Finite Reflection, uh, we played we played a quick, quirky little um, co-op game called Twin Cop. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, that was another one where I don't know what it was. The marketing was just like, I have to try that game. And then I sat down and I was like, I'm not enjoying anything about this game. The game, the premise on Twin Cop, guys, is basically you are, it's a co-op only game. Yes. You have these characters that you pick from, and what happens is that they each have their own ability, the little special ability they do. You somehow were in an accident, right. and they take one half of each, of each of character you. and make you into one. Right. And so you control like one half of that person. So I controlled one half. Chris, you controlled the other half. Right. Everything from walking to aiming to shooting, all done. You, you had to coordinate very right. closely to each other. Um, it felt... The game was pretty well polished, especially for the art style they were going with. It felt like it was too... For me personally, it felt almost annoying. Like having to... So, so much focus on like all, everything you did. Right, you had to coordinate from mm -hmm. walking when you're in the driving sections, mm -hmm. shooting, moving around, dodging. You had to work together to do it. And I get that mechanic, but for me in playing it, it felt more tedious. Oh yeah, anything. as a game, I feel like it was super tedious and just kind of a pain in the neck, and turned into more of a chore. Then, yeah, we felt like we were trying to do homework more than play a video game together. That being said, though, unlike the Halo meets Portal, which I think has a long way to go in realizing what it is and, and marketing that, I think Twin Cop will do okay. In uh, this world that we live in now, where everything is uh, connected and people are watching stuff on Twitch, mm. I think if you have somebody like the Game Grumps go and do a video series on it, you know what I mean? Or you have two popular streamers do a series on it. Uh, people will watch, people will laugh, and people will buy the game. So as, I don't think it's a game for me, but I think that people will dig the game. I get where it's going. It worked for what it was, but what it was to me was just work. <laughs> it felt a little worky. Um, I will give them credit. Like the presentation, especially the writing, mm. was Writing was on point. It was so writing was hilarious. Great. It was fantastic. Um, we, the writing we, was it, the writing really uh, uplifted a lot of the annoyances that we get. When we were into. when we were playing, when the writing and the um, police chief came on, we were like, ha, ha, "That's funny. That's funny." And then they let us each answer a sentence. So mm -hmm. when you had to choose a reply, Cameron would pick the first part of the reply, and I'd pick the second part. And a lot of times they didn't match up at all, <laughs> and it was funny to watch the chief, you know, re try and Trying reply to, to that. It's like, oh, they they said they didn't say the brain damage would be this bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it was still, a, if you're looking for a good cooperative game, um, that's definitely something to check out and look for. I think it's got its hook very well done. Like yeah, it had um, the style, a very '80s esque. Like uh, uh, Far Cry Blood Dragon style, yes, theme going on there, and it was um, pretty cool on that one. Presentation wise, just gameplay wise, bring a friend you either really really love and can work well together, or you hate, or, <laughs> or drink heavily. <laughs> yeah, there you go, one of the two. Um, but it was still a fun, uh, cool game to definitely check out and try. Um, 
Game of the show for Cameron. Oh my gosh. You guys, before we even do this, right? Before we even talk about this game, trying to pry this man away from this game. It was so obvious within minutes. It was like, Cameron's not even going to leave without taking the game with him. He's going to ask them to take the whole rig if they won't like, send him a download code. Like, oh my gosh. He was addicted, people. This, like, was, this, this was it. it. Was so if, awesome. if you want to get in the mind of Cameron, play this game because <laughs> it will absolutely put you right where he is. So this game was um, Undermine. Um, I cannot. I'm looking at some of the cards and information. Um, I don't know the company's name, but the game is called Undermine. It's basically this kind of. Um, I'll actually read the card. An action adventure roguelike. With a few RPG-ish elements thrown in, discover powerful powerful relics, gain new powers, and unlock secrets as you explore the depths depths of the Undermine. Um, so they, they had the demo out. Basically, you are this miner, and you go down to this mine. You go as, as far miners as you can. do. Yeah. You, um, <laughs> you're mining for gold. Uh, you go in these. You know, each floor has these different rooms, and and they're randomly generated. You can. Basically, the goal is to go as far as you can and get as much money as you can. Right. And when you die, you'll go back and you'll um, you'll save a portion of your money and use that money to buy new things, get better gear, whatever, so you can continue to go down deeper into the mine. Um, uh, especially where I'm at right now and playing Moonlighter, which is, has very similar kind of mechanic wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I I grabbed the controller. I was like, I can't stop. Playing, I continue to go three through three full lives. He played three. <laughs> full, now the first life, he died pretty quick, so I, I might be able to give him that. But the second and third life, those were normal playthroughs of the game at that point, and he stayed on that machine. I'm looking at other people's boots and stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of running out of things to talk to the developer about. I just how how did you choose the color green for that enemy? <laughs> but it, it was really cool. I think. Um, the developer that was there talked to us three years. He'd been working on the game. Mm-hmm. Probably the most, my opinion, the most polished game that was at the show. Oh, yeah. Um, very well done. I think he's talking about as well getting it out in um, Steam uh, somewhere in 2019. But it looked and played very, very well. I don't even think I saw maybe like a bug here or there. Um Everything looked very flushed out, and I think the last run I did, I started seeing, I saw over the edge and started seeing more of, like, how deep the game goes when you find, you can find people in the mine and bring them up, and they'll help you build better items and equipment and stuff like that. Um, I loved Undermine. Yeah, I can tell. My game of the show, 100%. Uh, Definitely check that out. If you guys are looking for Christmas gifts for Cameron, that would be... Undermine. (laughs) It's great. It's not going to come out, though. Um... I don't have their cards, or they may be misplaced somewhere. I know we played some puzzle games. We did. Um, the first one, um, Trigano. Is, is that, am yes. I saying that right? Trigano. Yes. Trigano. I'm T-R-I-G-O-N-O. Yeah, you, yeah. You decide how you want to pronounce that. What did you think? I loved it. I loved it. I I started playing it, and I was having a hard time wrapping my head around it. It's very strange. It's like you're a triangle within a triangle, like on the edges of the inside of the triangle, and you're trying to avoid other, like, shapes and, and lasers and crazy stuff. For a few minutes, you have two buttons. One jumps 
from the the side of the triangle that you're on onto the next adjacent side of the triangle and the other one reverses your direction because you're always moving left or right so you constantly have to keep that in mind and it's hard to really explain over the mic to be 100% honest I think that's about as clear as I'm going to get it it's clear as mud but when you're trying to play it you're, you're trying to decide whether to jump or to reverse direction or whatever it took me a while to to grasp the entire concept but once I did, I started dogging you. You, 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 you. I started first. Cameron surpassed me in the first few levels pretty quick. But after I finally got into my rhythm, oh, we were clicking on all of them, man. That was cool. I enjoyed that game a lot. I, I, I think you beat it way before I even got a chance to get through it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I schooled it. I played a bunch of the free-for-all <laughs> mode that was like after mm-hmm. it and all that. That was, that was my game of choice. It's out already on iTunes. Yes. Uh, it is coming to Android. It is not out yet. As soon as it is, I will be picking that one up because that mm-hmm. is an easy one to play on the bus or play in the car or play waiting for Trish to try and choose, which is an eternity. That <laughs> might as well pick up Breath of the Wild in that case. <laughs> <laughs> might as well. But love the game. A lot of fun. I-, I enjoyed that one a lot. Um, in another puzzle game as well that we played, uh, Sinker 2. Mm, I like uh, that one too. That was a really fun one. I, I really, I actually enjoyed both of these puzzle games. But um, we walked by there, and this was very like, it's a puzzle game that uses hooks and orbs. And you kind of have to like use the hooks to drag these orbs into these holes. Right. Um, we were one of the few that actually got past level fourteen. Which apparently, um, the developer who was there um, made a mention that that was a little too hard. It was was harder than he wanted it to be for that early in the game. Yeah, I would say that it was harder than it needed to be that early in the game. But I will say that this one, unlike Trigono, which was very quick button presses, like pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. This was a much more methodical game, a very slow game. You, You had to plan your different movements because if you made the wrong movement, you had to reset the level. So if you had sunk three of your orbs and you still had another three but you've already pulled the hook too far there's no way to drag the hook back you have to restart the entire level uh again for me these are the kinds of games that i'm looking for on mobile you know i mean this is the kind of stuff where i could see me pulling out my phone messing around with it for a little while it's like a dollar i think it's out already on itunes and android the the first one the first one is. is available sinker 2 is coming out sometime early next year there you go so uh, but it was, it, it's definitely a little bit of a thinking game. It's not a super long game. It's got like, I think he said 70 some odd levels right now. Uh, Sinker 1 had 65 or something like that. And he's, he's trying to add more for Sinker 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I, I loved it. I made it really far. I made it to like level 29 or something like that by the time I finally got out of there. So mm. I, I, I was setting world records. I think <laughs> it was, it was definitely my kind of game. It was again. super cool. Super it was awesome good. game. Uh, definitely worth playing. And uh, I'm trying to think there's only one other game I can talk of. We definitely have to bring up. If you can think of any more, definitely bring them up, Chris. This is your game of the show. I a hundred percent know. Um, Make sure I'm saying this name right. Highlight, hi, highlight heroes. Highlight heroes. Yes, yes. Um, talk about highlight heroes. Highlight yeah. heroes was great. Uh, it is a 2D highlight game in the vein of like a Super Nintendo style game. 
And, um, and for people who don't know, highlight it's a sport. I know um, you're from Florida, so you yes, highlight is actually a thing down there. Uh, I've never actually seen it. I know there's a lot of gambling that takes place with highlight. It, 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 it there's a lot of people who go and gamble on that like a dog track kind mm-hmm. of thing so that that's their main they're when they're advertising to you to come and see highlight they're more advertising to you to go and gamble on highlight there's <laughs> not, uh. not teams per se it's just go in throw some money down and see how you do um the the concept is almost like a racket ball but instead of using a racket you have like this uh, hook on the end of your hand and that hook is intended to like grab the ball and like fling it really hard against the wall so that way it's ricocheting all over the place and going crazy and uh it, it's my style of game if, if for those of you who know me personally and I know there's a few of you out there listening it's my kind of game in a sense that it's like a four player couch multiplayer game 100% and man that is my jam we were, we were playing that for a good while too that was the other game we played for a good long we while. did we sat down we we fully invested into this game i think we played three different matches right we, we had to because you won the first one yep. i got the second win and then we had to do the tiebreaker a tiebreaker uh but really really great um I enjoyed the heck out of it. Like I said, like Super Nintendo style graphics. Everything was like super neon. Uh, you could play up to four players. Um, I don't know if it would be 4v4 on CPU. He didn't have the AI at the time uh, loaded in. So mm-hmm. it was just uh, whoever was actually there to play was the only people who would play. So it was me versus Cameron. And um, But it's from the developer Astro Crow. Who apparently has got a bunch of other games out there already. He does. Uh, he showed us a full list, and uh, we'll definitely, uh, we can't list them all here, at least on the audio version of there, but um, the game looked very, pol- I mean, it was basically complete. You just add more maps and more characters and more um, customizations, boom, it's ready to go. Yep. I think the gameplay was 100% there. Oh, yeah. The only thing I would say that I didn't like about the game, though, is they've got to do something with the power-ups. Because not only with the power, there was so much going on on the screen with lights and balls and things flying around and everything. The the when they when the power ups came up on screen, I didn't see them most of the time. I wasn't paying attention. I didn't see them. And then when you do see them, you have to jump off of one of the walls in like a Mega Man type mechanic or whatever. So you got to run up to the wall, jump jump off of the wall and then somehow get it in like this three-dimensional space but remember we're talking you know super nintendo so it's not three-dimensional it's two-dimensional and the sprites just get bigger and smaller as they go into the depth of the mm-hmm. foreground so trying to get to the power-ups i found to be very cumbersome I, yeah. I i they need to come up with something where it's rolling on the ground and you could just walk over it or maybe it's randomly assigned or something or i i don't know but uh, they got to come up with something because I wasn't. We just ended up not using them. I think we only ended up picking up one. If that, I don't even think we got one. I know I went after one, but I couldn't get the jumping off the wall mechanic to get to it. Mm. We um we uh, we didn't get one. Um, the other guy that played after us, he got one. Mm. He didn't get one. But I had a lot of fun with it. I know that. So even without the power ups, like I will be buying that game. I told Cameron as soon as we walked away, I go next game night. That one, one hundred percent will out. be in my Steam library. I promise. But no, Highlight Heroes was very, very fun. Uh, those were all the games that I can remember. Um, there were tons more. Like, that wasn't even... Yeah, I would say that wasn't half. No, at maybe a third. Probably about a third. There wasn't games. a lot, a lot, but there was way more than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had the Indies Corner. Um, what other stuff can we say about DreamHack? The, 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 the Bring Your Own Computer section was very, very awesome. Yep. Um, I know when I sat down... 
I told you I was pretty shocked at how much more space we got than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, pro tip for everybody who goes to DreamHack, be prepared. If you do bring your own computer and bring your own chair to like deal with whatever you have to deal with to get that man oh man (laughs) man broken elevators as far as the eye could see always ah you would take one elevator and then it was the wrong elevator then you need another elevator but that one doesn't work so now instead of walking all the way back we're carrying stuff upstairs the last flight people are trying to rob us that was fun (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah oh my god that that was like stranger danger was going off in my head. Like, <laughs> go away from myself, please. I don't want to have to chase you down, but I will if I have to. Um, That's my purse. I don't know <laughs> you. <laughs> All of the, um, oh yeah, some of the funny, I guess telling that story is pretty funny. We got some stories to tell. Uh, so we were taking our computers up at the, the first day and we had to take them up these flight of stairs. So we had to piecemeal our PCs and the um, chairs. Mm-hmm. And as we're getting the last chair and PC, all these people start coming around the corner, going up the stairs to the same place. Well, there's, there's one guy at the end who starts walking around with everybody else, but he stops. And he's not like on our equipment, but he's like hovering like within a few feet. Yes, like a drone. <laughs> yes. Like, like a creepy drone. And just like not looking at a phone. He's just kind of standing there. Yeah. Like, okay. Interesting. So I go down and get the chair, get the PC, and we bring it back up. He doesn't move. Once we start moving up, then he starts coming up. Mm-hmm. So we get to the top. We start putting everything back together. He's still within a few feet from us. He hasn't said a word to us. He's just like kind of hovering around here. And then we put, um, the way we had it, we had a chair, we had the PC in the chair, and we had the uh, monitors on top of the PCs. Mm-hmm. We start moving the chairs... I don't feel like I was having an issue moving the chair. It just I think I hit something on you like hit something. I hit a curb and you I'm like, okay, let me, let me let me move this. Yeah, you hit you hit a divot in the road or something and he was like, this is my chance. <laughs> and he he out of nowhere he just decides to come up to us and reaches for the monitor and then without asking or just says, you know, you know what? I'm going to help you with this. And I'm immediately like, nope, nope, we're fine. Please step away. <laughs> like and then like without missing a beat, he doesn't stop. He just keeps walking. Bolts. Bolt like straight towards the yep, um, gone. center flash. Um, and that was who does that? I don't know. That was a very strange altercation. <laughs> I don't think he was gonna rob us, but you know what? I don't know what he was gonna do because he was gonna do something. No idea. He was gonna do well, something I, that I, wasn't I gonna end in an amicable way. <laughs> I knew that he, no offense to him, but he was based on his. Build yes, I was pretty confident that if he did try and run, I could easily catch. Him. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he was not he was not a fearsome man. I don't know if he was armed in any way, but yeah. as a person, he's definitely not an intimidating one. What's another good story? Um, 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 um. Oh, I had it. I had the story. I can't remember. What, oh no, my headset. Oh yeah. Um. So good one. I have. Um. I've had a Logitech G four thirty headset for a good while uh, but for the last couple of weeks i've been having these audio issues when we play the games and basically it finally came to a head when we were in the byoc area i was like i can barely hear the game i try and switch inputs then chris is like i can't hear you at all <laughs> but i can hear the game 
and I, I'm finally, I'm done with this. We need to go find a vendor that has a headset. And like, of course, we there are a bunch of headsets out there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one vendor that um, was pretty popular. HyperX yep. was there, and I was able to snag the Cloud Revolver S uh, headset, which coming back, find out it's one of the best reviewed headsets on PCGamer.com That'll for 2018. Work. Um, for about, I would probably say 40% off of its, if I'm doing that math right, it's... Um, Retail price is one fifty, so thirty yeah. to forty percent off. I got it for around eighty dollars. Mm-hmm. Man, I love that headset. Love that headset. I could not stop talking about it the whole weekend. Um, but that that was pretty cool. I think you, uh, Trish, got the keyboard. Uh, yep, yep. She picked up a mechanical keyboard that they had there that uh, came with a different set of key caps on it. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. They're like opaque keycaps like a white opaque so the rgb shines through the keycap making it like ultra bright and i just couldn't stop looking at this thing i didn't really need a keyboard but i had to like almost make her buy one just so that way i could love it vicariously through her because <laughs> i don't need one i'm very happy with mine i've only had it for a year it works great but it's just like man this was too cool and it was way too good of a deal to pass up 80 bucks to snag the keyboard, which is like 120 plus the set of keycaps on mm-hmm. top of that, which was like another 25. That, that also was a Good fantastic deal. deal. Good deal. Yep. And all of that was limited stock quantities. They ran out of the keyboards by Sunday. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. By Saturday, I think they sold the last one. Yep. Um, a lot of cool vendors. Um, I forgot my mouse pad, but got one for free. That was, a, that was a good deal. Uh, Can't beat free. Xbox had a Game Pass area. That was, that was cool. really, really cool. We have a crap ton of 14-day Game Pass. Yeah, we're going to make it rain on one of these streams, so um, be sure to watch us. I think uh, probably going to be the uh, charity stream we do right. this month in December. Um, we'll probably give a bunch of those away. Uh, you we streamed. streamed. Mm-hmm. You did the stream zone thing. I did the streamer studio that they had uh, where they were uh, setting up. So they actually had we, – we got a free ticket which was kind of cool, to be part of this uh, stream studio. Uh, we actually got two free tickets, but we traded them in so that way we could turn it into one BYOC ticket. Otherwise, yeah. it would just be a general admission for the weekend. Um, but what was cool was they gave us four hours on Saturday night that we got to stream. Uh, really neat. Uh, met a bunch of other streamers, uh, some popular, some not so much. Uh, but everybody was super nice, got a bunch of business cards and stuff, got to reach out to those people, try and make them connections, yo, all that goes, all that stuff goes. Always fun. Yeah, it was cool. Um, the the only crappy part was, I'm, I'm sorry, DreamHack, I'm going to call you out, that computer was a piece of hot trash. <laughs> and, and it sucks, because if you looked at the stats of the computer, this computer was actually top-notch, top-of-the-line stuff, but... I don't know what it was that they had going on. It was either maybe the CPU because they were running a Ryzen, and I'm not used to that. But Ryzen actually has good scores on Linus Tech Tips and Jay's Two Cents yeah. and all this. So I don't know if it was that. Uh, it could have been a compatibility thing. Maybe they didn't have the updated BIOS on the motherboard for the Ryzen chips. Also, they had like a... Uh, a feed of the stream playing in a TV like behind me mm-hmm. that was like duplicating one of the monitors. Maybe somehow whatever they were doing to make that work wasn't 
cooperating properly. But, man, I'm telling you guys, every chance it had, it was giving me a hard time. It didn't want to let me run in windowed, windowed full screen, so I couldn't easily get back and forth to chat and stuff. I had to go full screen, full screen. And then I had to alt-tab every time I tried to get out of the game, and it would shut, like, the whole computer down on me. We brought our own assets with us. It, mm-hmm. They had locked up the USB ports on the computers, so I couldn't use that. So we had to go over to Google Drive because we're very smart and we put these things <laughs> on double backup. So I went over to Google Drive and grabbed it off of there. But man, I'm telling you, this stream was fighting me every step of the way. I it couldn't was. believe it what was. a pain in the neck it turned out to be. But once we got up, we had a blast. Um, we were going to stream Destiny 2. I was going to say, we, once we got up and streamed a different game than what yeah, we ever intended. We did stream some Overwatch, though. We had a, we did. a, a lot of fun. A lot of people jumped in, kind of goofed off with us. Um, so that was really fun. Um, I think it was so crazy. Like, the first night, I think we were there till like, 4 a.m. playing 4 a.m. <laughs> it was finally just kind of like the... It's 4 a.m. Yeah, it's kind of quiet around here. We should probably go. There was like us and like <laughs> 10 other guys. We had hundreds of computers there. We we, we were outlasted most of those tweens. That was <laughs> we cool. were. What was also crazy was the guy right next to us was like a dad who brought his son, right? And the son brings an Xbox, not even a PC. <laughs> and the dad brings like their home desktop computer. So he's like watching YouTube and checking his email throughout the day on his rig. I'm like, oh my God. Gosh, no. It was, it was funny. Why was, are you doing this? You're ruining this. Filthy but, casuals, man. <laughs> Filthy casuals, I tell you. But so many stories, um, which we had more time to talk more about them in depth. Um, but your verdict, would you go again? I, I have every intention of going again. I had a lot of fun. It wasn't too expensive, and it's right around the corner. I will absolutely go again. Pretty, Frankly, if you guys are listening, I want to go with more people next time. Yeah, I'd like to get a group of like eight of us to go. You know what I mean? Have a couple hotel rooms, maybe adjacent. You know what I mean? Have Whoa, a blast. Okay. Yeah, okay. man. I, w- okay. I would like to get more people because the two of us was great, but I think if we can knock out four to eight people, I think we'd have That'd even more fun. Next year. Next we'll year. Put, we'll put it in the calendar. We'll see. Yeah, man. I know we had a lot of people that backed out on us this year, so next year I'm dragging them. If we're playing it enough in advance, like, look, you have to come. There's not a question. Um, that was topic one. Oh, we're going we're gonna to keep topic I'm two kind of brief because it's, it's 11 o'clock now. I'm sorry. There was a, when you said we got to talk about two topics, I was like, I had a lot to talk about, DreamHack. I had a really good time. <laughs> we did. We did. We, we definitely want to talk about this, but it w- it, we would not be doing our jobs as content creators, especially in the gaming space, if we did not at least bring this up in some form fair, or fashion. Fair, um, And I think that if you want to hear like more in-depth opinions on it, just because of time here for us today, we may not go too far as we want to, but everybody's been talking about this the last time we heard it. So, um, topic number two. Sony, popular... You know, popular gaming company. You may never have heard of them. Yeah. And that's you know, understandable. They've created a small console called the PlayStation 4. Don't know if you've heard of it, seen it before. Um, we missed it because it was right around the time we were getting ready to get, um, go to DreamHack. But um, Sony is skipping E3 2019. Mm. Um, I'm gonna, I pulled up the story from Kotaku. I want to read the first paragraph or so um, just to give people the um, lowdown of what's happening here. Uh, quote from this article, written by Jason Schreier over at Kotaku, uh, Sony is skipping next year's E3, ditching its tra- 
ditching its traditional booth and press conference in a move that will have a significant negative impact on the video game industry's annual trade show. The Entertainment Software Association, the lobbyist group that runs E3, confirmed the news today, as did Sony. Quote, as the industry evolves, Sony Interactive Entertainment continues to look for inventive opportunities to engage the community, said Sony in a statement. Quote, PlayStation fans mean the world to us, and we always want to innovate, think differently, and experiment with new ways to delight gamers. As a result, we have decided not to participate in E3 in 2019. We are exploring new and familiar ways to engage our community in 2019 and can't wait to share our plans with you. Um, I'm going to stop right there with a little bit more to that article that Jason goes into, but the hell. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think you are, Sony Computer Entertainment? There are so many think pieces and thoughts on this. Um I want to give my thoughts. I'll give you a second. You can formulate or base around here. Some of my thoughts when I heard this and this started popping up on the internet. My first thought was, of course, like everybody else, like, what the hell's going on? Um, had to, like, is this true? Is it confirm it? Um, them doing this a lot. I think uh, the first thing a lot of people were saying was that, oh, this is cocky Sony coming back. Cocky Sony being cocky Sony again. They think they own the world. I don't think this is the case. Um, at least if, if it is, it's like a very small slice. I don't think it's this whole like PS3 era Sony. You can buy, you're going to have to have two jobs to buy this console type of stuff. I think, um, this is very much, my first instinct was this is very much business related. Um, as comparatively to Microsoft, Sony as a company, their gaming division is what really helps them out the most. Their tech side, I think does decently, but gaming PlayStation brand far and above no, is true. a big seller. Um, Microsoft on the other um, side, they have windows, they have Xbox, they are making money any, any which way you can shake the cat. And I think th is this a way that Sony is just saying we're spending too much money for E3. Let's scale back and do our own event with blackjack and hookers. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not with those guys, but um, I don't, I immediately thought that if they're not going to be at E3, then they're, I would put money down that they're trying to make PSX their main focus mm -hmm. and their main drive to get people to come in. Um, I don't, I, I don't know what this means for E3. I know some, a lot of people are concerned about E3 and the fact that you have one of your big players pulling out of E3. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, we've not been there, but we, we've watched enough coverage to know at least listen to insiders decades. That, for decades yeah. i've so, been following the three like sony and microsoft have the largest slices on the show floor and so with sony pulling out of that that is a huge space on the show floor mm -hmm. that is available whether people want to buy that or if they have they're probably going to split it up mm -hmm. to be all these other developers and whatnot but again buying something buying um a booth at e3 is not cheap and it but, may not be cheap today Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, this is very interesting on the for the future of E3 uh, because you know EA is not at E3 on the show floor; they're outside at mm -hmm. a, um, their own venue. Sony's not going to be at E3. It has been confirmed they're not even they're they're not holding an event anywhere on or around E3. Um, so a lot of people are saying this could be um, potentially a death knell for E3, 
and maybe a move to for more studios and developers to kind of host their own standalone event like like PSX, like XO18, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, which I would, I'm okay with, uh, just because I, you know, it. I think I made the comment. They're going very much to the style of um, how the tech companies like Apple and Samsung do. Like they have their one big event a year, the iPhone event or the Galaxy S whatever event. And mm-hmm. that's where they announce all their big cool stuff. And people check that out. And then you have to wait till next year to see the other stuff. Um, but it's it, it, this puts a very interesting spin on how 20, 2019 is going to go. Because you have, you know, Sony's going to have their own event. We're definitely going to see how that's going to fall. Microsoft is basically the big dog on the E3 campus. And so now they're going to be at E3. Now we get to see what they're going to take advantage of now. Especially now since they don't have... Because it has been in years past where Microsoft's gone and they've announced a lot of stuff. But then Sony comes in like later that evening in their conference. And then they talk about all their stuff. And usually... That's what people end up talking about at the end of the week, you know, at the start of E3. It's like, man, did you see Sony's conference last night? And they, they have the last word. Mm. So now my, Sony's not there. So Microsoft can have the last word. They can own E3. And so there are a lot of different threads and whatnot to pull from here. Um, what any, any quick thoughts you have? Oh, I have so many thoughts. I, I've just, we, we can devote a whole podcast to the thoughts that I <laughs> and have. We, we may off, still do it. First we may off, still do it. If you think for one second this is not cocky Sony, you're out of your GD mind. Okay. All right? I, 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 this is 100% cocky Sony. I don't know if it's in a bad way, like you need to take two jobs to buy the PS3. I don't know if it's a bad way, but it is 100% a, we can stand on our own two legs. We do not need your help. We will go, we're doing our own thing over here. Screw you guys. I'm going home. All right. <laughs> So, you know, I, you can't, I personally, I can't see it under any other light. That is 100% the reason. It, there may be monetary issues in there. Obviously, they are going to save money by doing their own event and not being part of E3. Obviously, they're going to have more eyes focused on their stuff at their own event rather than having to share the limelight with other people. All of that makes sense. But 100% what it came down to was that's what we're looking for. We want the full spotlight where we, we want the time. We want the energy all devoted to Sony. We don't want to share with anybody else. We are being cocky about this. We can stand on our own. Now, my only concern there is their last E3 outing was a very bizarre, strange amalgamation of people playing guitars and scimitars and just like all kinds of like what what was the guy playing the the ichido guy or whatever it was i don't know it wasn't ichido it was uh what's what's that japanese game the ghost of of Tsushima. that's it uh he was playing some kind of otherworldly instrument or whatever um besides that that would be my only concern is that i hope that they've learned enough from the backlash of that that they don't do their own event just to make it even more hipster because if they go that route they're gonna get a lot more backlash by like we skipped e3 just so we can make this really bizarre the next time through Uh, hope and pray uh microsoft this is your opportunity because 
Sony having its own PSX, that's great. But let's be honest. Let's be 110% honest here. The number of eyes watching PSX is not nearly as high as the number of eyes watching E3. It's just not. 100%. You know what I mean? Like, your, your industry insiders are going to watch. But in terms of gen pop, you know what I mean? You, me, all the other kids, the Fortnite kids, everybody. You know what I mean? Your PUBG crowd. All people have eyes on E3. It's a much bigger (sighs) venue to announce something. So Microsoft owning that stage is just huge. Well, what's also interesting about this as well is by Sony pulling out of E3, that is going to put more focus on PSX or whatever event they do. And it will, but I still don't know, even with all that hype, if that's going to be enough to push them to E3 heights. E3's got an inherent popularity. And I don't... You know, I don't think that's if if they're doing that, it's going to be something that they're going to be aiming to, it, because E three is for all types of gamers. If you're an Xbox fan or a PlayStation fan, you're tuning into E three to see everything, right? Like you said, if you know, we take the PlayStation Experience or XO eighteen or any of those events; those are very focused on the specific core fan base, and so you're not going to have people jumping in and watching those all the time. Now, but that's how you get to eighty million in sales or whatever godforsaken number they're at now. It's almost ninety million. But you know what I mean? That's how you get there is appealing to everyone, not just the PlayStation demographic. You know what I mean? It, it's like Nintendo, right? Nintendo pulls out of E three mostly. I think we can agree they they pretty much don't have an E three presence in the sense that Sony and Microsoft did. They do their Nintendo Directs throughout the year. They, they have their booth. They don't have a conference. Right. They have their video that they, the one hour video they release, but they still have a they have a presence on the floor. They have a smaller booth and the but, yes, but, but you know what I'm saying. You know what I mean? In terms of the total buy-in, we can both agree Nintendo's buy-in is not as strong as Sony's or Microsoft was. Nintendo has Nintendo Directs, but the difference on Nintendo Directs is Nintendo's core audience is Nintendo. You know what I mean? Like Nintendo's only ever really been worried about making sure that their core audience is happy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's their whole shtick, is let's go ahead and just feed this core audience and make them buy every Nintendo product, similar to a Samsung or an Apple event. Whereas Sony needs to appeal to that broad sense of, I want everybody to go out and buy a PlayStation. I'm telling you, man, I really do think that they would not... They they will... Not necessarily regret this decision, but I truly believe that they're putting Microsoft in an amazing position. I think that Sony doesn't necessarily have to paint a broad brush. I think almost in the sense of what what you're trying to say, I, I think I think that Sony I think it is not even just a Sony thing. I think that all brands if you have a brand, you speak to your core audience first and they will buy just their joy of that, whatever they're passionate about, they will spread that word to other people and they will talk about that. I, I think that may be what Sony's hinging on here is that is their focus in speaking on the, their core fan base that are coming and tuning into PSX is going to spread that word out. And especially since they're pulling out of E3 now, they're going to have more eyes on whatever their next conference is than normal. Mm-hmm. Just, just by pure fact of like, we haven't heard anything we haven't heard anything from you in a while, Sonny. What's going on? I think that it, when you talk about like the broad brush, I have panic. I have slight panic attacks, and my I have flashbacks of Xbox 2013 mm-hmm. Xbox One announcement. 
Mm-hmm. That's broad brush. That's TVs, movies, sports. You're trying to get everybody to come in on the console, and that didn't work well because, again, it goes back to the core gamer, that core group of people that, like, we were Xbox fans. We don't want TV in our games. We don't want these sports features. We just want games, games, games. Mm-hmm. And I think that may be what Sony's trying to bank on here. But, again, it, you know, it's very much a hit or miss thing. They can't come... They can't have PSX 2019 if that is the event that they do. They can't have that next year and have a similar conference to what they had at E3 2018. Especially mm. if they're standing alone. That's going to be very bad for them. Um, they've got... It's got to be very hyper-focused. And especially if... At least in my mind, in my thought process, if it's something like they're going to do PSX 2019. So that means that they're going to go the remainder of this year, which isn't that much. And then all of 2019... Really not saying much on PlayStation-centric stuff. Because they're going to miss E3. Mm-hmm. I would assume that they're not going to be at Paris Games Week. Maybe they're at Tokyo Game Show and they show some games off, stuff like that. But <clears throat> at that point, that means that in 2019, they've got to come out with some fire. they got to be coming in with some... Here's what, you know... A lot, of, uh, a lot of big rumors have been saying as well, because of this, this could mean that their next big announcement, whatever it is, or next big um, conference... Is going to be the introduction of the PS5, yeah, and absolutely. what that exactly looks like. Okay, in which case, that would be that would be big enough. Like, yep. okay, PS5. If, if you're like, here's PS5, blah, then check. But if they come in and say like, here are the here are some of the same games we showed you already: Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding, That's Last of Us Part do. Two. That's what they're going to do. They, here are a couple other extra games like that. Um, they're going to be in trouble, one hundred percent. They will. They will, mark my words, they will announce PS5 at PSX 2019. But my worry is they're going to come into it with the same issue of games. I I hope they've got some stuff on the cooker. I hope they've got stuff in the background. Otherwise, you're going to be the next Microsoft. You know what I mean? If they've come out and they go, PS5, and it's like, what's on it? It's like, I don't know. There's the same three games that we've been showing you for the last two conferences. It's like, oh! It's so funny. Like, they're going to... Knowing Sony, they'll show some games, but, again, people will critique them again that, well, these are games, you know, you're showing them too early. These games are going to come out in the next... It's not going to be two or... It's going to be for two or three years before these games come out. Um... And we've, we've talked about it as well. I think Microsoft is definitely in a great set of position. I don't really think Microsoft has to do much um, as far as, stu- like, they just have to have the same conferences they've been having in uh, they're the gonna, last couple the of Microsoft's years. Microsoft's going to announce. They're going to announce gonna... at E3. Announce what? They're going to announce the next Xbox. Oh. I... Nope. Mark it. Put it down, etch it in stone. I'm telling you right now, I will put money on the table. They are going to announce the next Xbox at the next E3. I don't know how much of it they're going to show. They may not have full text sheets on it or whatever, Mm -hmm. but they'll show it. They'll name it. You'll have an idea what it looks like. You know what I mean? They will be like, and I wouldn't be surprised if you get a launch window. And then from there, at XO 2019, they may go with the... If you announce it, you have to give it at least a launch window. You're not going to go out and say, here's the next Xbox, bye. People are going to be like, when can we get it? When can we get it? Um, people are going to be too rabid and ready to rock and roll on that. Um, I don't know. I think 2020 is the year that we're definitely going to get the next-gen systems. Yep. Um, I guess, I don't know. I feel like I feel like that might be too early. Like, the, the, PS, the Xbox One 
the Xbox One and the PS4 were announced in early 2013, and they came out late 2013. Mm. I feel like that might be a little too early to announce in 2019 for um, now. Now, unless they decide we're going to release in early 2020. Yeah, that's what I think. Then that's okay. Because uh, the Switch proved that you can launch whenever the heck you want to. You know what I mean? They launched in March. They had no issues whatsoever. You do not need to wait for holiday season for a console launch. That is days gone by. That is the way that it used to be back when parents had to buy things for their kids. We are all grown adults now. Put the stupid thing out. We will take the day off of work and we will go and buy one. I promise you that is no longer a thing. Just put it out. They they will be in early 2020 because they want to get out before Sony does. They are going to have the multiple versions that everybody's rumoring. Or if I I think that might have been confirmed now. I don't know. There there was word on the street. Next episode, I'll figure that out and I'll talk about it. (laughs) But but I'm telling you, it's coming. They, They will absolutely announce it. It will be ready to rock and roll. I think, that if, I think they definitely are in the best spot to get ahead of Sony. Yep. Um, if they get their system out before Sony does, then they'll be the talk of the town. I, I mean, we've had conversations off in Discord and playing games and whatnot that I think that Microsoft is in the best place. They really don't have to do much in order to be the top dog in the next generation. Mm-hmm. Sony, I think, does. Um, not on any fault of their own. They're having a great... Oh current my gosh, gen. are like, they ever? We freaking saw the 199 PS4. Oh my gosh, Red with Dead Spider-Man? <laughs> First they do with Spider-Man on Black Friday. Then today it was with Red Dead Redemption, Redemption. and a controller. Come yeah, on, man. For 199 like, come on. Like, people are snatching these up like hotcakes. That's toaster levels of pricing. I don't know how they're getting away with that. That doesn't even make any it, sense. Like, Sony has been so great this generation with their exclusives and their message to gamers and everything they've been doing, but... And it's because we're getting that shift into the next generation, we, we've we got a pretty clear picture of what, because Microsoft has been setting it up. Yes. Like what Microsoft next gen plans are going to be. Yep. We don't have any idea what Sony's next gen nope. plans are. If Sony, I think Sony's high on top of the mountain right now, but when you're at the top, everybody's looking at you. Yeah. All, all it takes is one or two slip ups and you're down at the bottom. Yep. And I think that if Sony doesn't make the right moves um, or make the right calls, especially in their very gamer-focused centric and staying down that path, especially when you're looking at Microsoft and Xbox Game Pass, the backwards compatibility, all these studios that they bought up. So we're definitely in the next couple of years, we're going to see some new exclusive games on the Xbox lineup. Yep. Um, Sony's going to be in... Um, they're going to be in trouble. I say trouble, you know, they're yeah, not going to be lower like, case they're T. not going to be number one. Yes. Lowercase. Basically T. roles will be reversed. 90 million units, approximately to around 40 to 50 million units. Approximately, you know, definitely nothing to sneeze at, but you wish you were doing better. <laughs> you wish you were doing more. Um, it's going to be interesting, uh, but Sony leaving uh, Sony leaving E3 is just more shakeups in what Sony's going on. And I think the, the concern for me I have for Sony is we don't know what the hell's going on over there. No, we don't. They've been very tight-lipped about it. Closed door. F- Phil Spencer has been on the yeah on the table on your TV like Xbox. Like how many times like, that Xbox Game Pass area and DreamHack was lit up? Yeah, like Christmas tree driving people over there. Like they were giving away fourteen day passes like it was fucking candy. Yeah, they were. Um, like oh, you got a month just for walking in. Yeah, free of Game Pass. And then you got to play the little slot machine at DreamHack to see if you maybe you got up to a year, right? Uh, more, and so 
definitely Microsoft is pushing um, Game Pass. We watched the XO18 conference. I think we talked about that last episode and all the cool announcements they talked about there. I mean, Xbox is looking, it's the one critique. I love my Xbox, you know. I, people have listened on here. I know we had a couple episodes when Seth was here. Like, I love Sony. Love them to death. It's one of the first consoles I played. I love Microsoft. I love everything they've done. When um, In the 360 year, that was my main console. And mine too. My only critique on Microsoft right now, personally, is they got to have the exclusives. Yeah. I think they've got the services. They've got the platform. They've got the most powerful console ever. They've got it. Show me the exclusives. Show me a reason to play your system. Sorry. Besides Halo. Besides Gears of War. I know we're going to get those. Yeah. I play those. I'm, I'm, I'm down for them. But I think those have waned in the last couple of years as far as popularity. I mean, Gears 4, I was story kind of let me down. Ugh. We talked about that. Um, Halo 5 Guardians, I, I loved the game, enjoyed it. Multiplayer was great. The story was kind of eh, especially from the best Halo story ever, Halo 4. Mm. Um we got we we have Halo Infinite on the horizon. I have no idea what that game is, nope. but it show me some more exclusives that don't have Halo or Gears in the title, and then I'm gonna be super excited, be even more excited about what's going on at Microsoft. So, I think that sounds pretty good. It's a pretty good place to wrap it up. There, it is a good place to wrap it up. <laughs> it's it is 11:30, and I still have to. T- edit this audio and get it uploaded for everybody to listen to it um, t- uh, on Tuesday here. Um, but guys, thank you so much for listening here. Episode 123 of the Rocket Punch cast. Um, definitely going to thank Chris for jumping in. On yeah. The here. Um, yeah. Glad that I could break away from work, take time out, be here for this. Um, glad that I could beat the illness down a little bit. Yeah, Come little on the mics. Not sound too terrible. Um, but we, we appreciate him jumping in while um, Will's getting better as well. Um, guys, remember, as always, you can check out all of our content over at rocketpunchgo.com. Uh, that's our website. You can check all of our podcast videos and more there. Um, you can watch us as we stream the podcast, all of our other streams throughout the week over on twitch.tv slash rocketpunchlive. And as well, if you want to help support the show, make sure you head over to patreon.com slash rocketpunch. Help support the show there and keep the mics rolling here. But guys, that's going to do it here for episode 123. Um, we're going to go get some rest. And have to go back. I have to go back to work tomorrow. I'm just not. Welcome to my world, yeah, Cameron. I had a five day week weekend. Now I got to go back. And I'm not ready for it. But it's holidays, so I only have to do this for a few more weeks, and then I get Christmas off, and everything's gonna be great. Must be nice. <laughs> it is. It's not bad. It's not bad. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next time. <laughs>